write my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Yes, give me a rhythm! January. <laughs> gonna let him bleed today. He's going into shock. And it's good for you. Take your Taramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Yep, I said, everything's bleak today. I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. Oh, my. Wrong way. Wrong way. You want to do this right now? I write to the again for the right way. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Paramax out. I go into a dissociative state because you're too good to hate radio broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror max and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to a viral new episode of Chronicle.su Hate Radio. Uh, we're going viral with this one. A lot of people wonder why we're doing this at Sunday after midnight, and uh, I don't know. Don't pretend like you have jobs. Like, Sunday after midnight is not a primetime radio slot. You have nothing going on in your lives, which is why you consume podcasts. And especially right now, like, you're probably watching a bunch of different ones or whatever. Well, you have to listen to this one because we don't do video, okay? You don't you don't want to know what I look like, okay? You've got a whatever idea, picture of me, and uh, Wild Bill Kilgore uh, you might have in your mind. Uh, rest assured that... Uh, you don't want to break that illusion, okay? It's a bad time of year for anything, okay? And that started like six months ago. So eventually, right, there's like no more excuses. We just work under these shitty conditions now, like this is our life. So uh, like uh, we just had to come back and start writing the site again and fucking doing the, the show because like shit just never got better. It's just getting worse. So like at what point do you fucking... Uh, like, can you say that things aren't really changing enough, right? Um, it's it's an especially bad time for mosquitoes. Like, this is—I mean, it's good if you're the mosquitoes. But this is like a bad. There's like a lot of mosquitoes, and people bitch, like, especially here in New York, about the mosquitoes, like how bad they are right now. But I mean, how can, how bad can they be? They're fucking. Their mosquitoes are pathetically weak. Have you ever noticed that, like? how easily smashed they are. You're like, what's that? I have an itch. And you go to scratch it and you look down and just realize you killed a fucking mosquito. Like, mosquitoes are nothing. They're weak little bitches. I don't know. I'm just trailing off now. That's stupid. Uh, You know, <laughs> there are ellipses between my hesitation that you can't see. And maybe we should keep it that way, right? Because like, I'm on Twitter all the time. And, uh, like, I see when uh, people will write ellipses and hesitation into their tweets and, or their comments on, like, reddit.com or something. Like, they're so fucking clever. Isn't the main advantage of written communication the ability to go back and edit, like, delete stuff you don't want in there? Present one singular clear message with grammar? Like, don't take us backwards by including your fucking stammering, okay? It's not cute. It's fucking 
embarrassing. Everybody's embarrassed for you when they see that shit. It's not funny. It reeks of Family Guy, Brian and Stewie voice. Just stop at the shit, please, all 15 of you uh, hearing this right now. Okay, that's stupid. Uh, the mask mandate, not so stupid. That's a welcome change. Uh, thank God people are at least trying to take it seriously. But how stupid do these motherfuckers look who keep the mask on over their mouths, but they leave their big ridiculous-looking beaks hanging out? You look fucking stupid. Okay, you look like a gangly old Englishman. It comes up over your nose, folks. You look like a raw doll character. All right, finish the job and pull that shit up over your fucking face because I don't want to look at you. I don't want to see any more of you than I have to see. Better yet, take it up all the way up over your fucking eyes and walk into traffic. Uh, people were on IRC were comparing our podcast uh, to the Load Radio Hour except funny. They said you like Load except funny. And... Uh, People are like, this intro, <laughs> look, um, I don't know why people feel the need to compare us. I appreciate the compliment, I guess, but I'm funnier than Load. That's like saying I'm the smart special needs student. I'm the fastest guy in a wheelchair. I'm smarter than Load. I'm the muscular dystrophy strong man. Okay, so, uh, and we've been doing this, I don't know, people said that we're ripping him off, but we've been doing this since 2012. Is it because, like... We're both funny. I don't know. This is our first our first story back, and it's been a hell of a pandemic so far. We're going to be a little rusty, you know? Uh, things could be a little rusty, um, a little rough around the edges, but no matter how bad it gets tonight, we have a spectacular show lined up for you. I've been jerking off for weeks thinking about this show, but each night before I come, instead, I roll over and go to sleep withholding the uh, climax from myself. And in 10 minutes, I'm out like a lamb, harder every night for the coming hate show, which for months I have assured myself is just around the corner. Well, tonight it's here, and it's finally happening. I've got my lube. I've got water. I've got weed. I'm on fentanyl, and I'm ready to fucking party. Unfortunately, we're doing a radio show, so you could say I am woefully prepared for the wrong party, uh, on tonight's episode of Hate Radio, we're talking about Q Anonymous and its new position in the media spotlight after years of percolating on image boards and Twitter. And meanwhile, Bill Kilgore have watched this for years. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to discuss shitty stuff we were made to do as children. And speaking of which, MAGAface, Sandman, got a job working for Mitch McConnell. He's going to call in later. And uh, I guess old Mitch was impressed with that young man's ability to get up in an Indian's face and give him a big grin. Wouldn't you say so, Kilgore? Did you see yeah. that? Well, I mean... Look, there. Anytime some jerk does something that excites the right wing, they they bring him on. They say, "Oh, you guys wave some guns around at Black Lives Matter. Come on in." Those guys get on the stage. Those guys in Portland that were like in the back of the truck and they shot all those uh, dudes with paintball guns. The Trump supporters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, they'll they'll get their own TV show on Fox News (laughs) where they just blast protesters. (laughs) They just drive around shooting out of the back of the truck for the cameras. Yeah. They're going to speak at the RNC. I guess not this one. But, uh, Someone in the chat, hold on, Dark Mage 666 says, don't put yourself down so hard. I, you know, I tried to listen to the intro there, but, I, you know, I, uh, there was some delay and I just, you know, the Twitch wasn't working that well. I have no idea 
what you just said, except for this stuff about jacking off and and doing drugs. I was putting myself down so hard that you couldn't even hear the show. Is that what? Is like, that true? I don't want to say I was putting myself down hard, but uh, I was jerking off every night and not climaxing. You know, that's I think something you should keep to yourself, maybe. But this, well, this was just in preparation for the show. I wanted to be ready for the show. I wanted to have a good show, so I uh, I withheld orgasm. I've been edging closer every night. Um, yeah, that guy. <clears throat> I don't know what. Uh, these are he's jokes. He's referencing. Man. Yeah, he's referencing some kind of yeah, these, uh, these are jokes. thing that only exists in his mind. I think. <laughs> <He's>, um. <laughs> That guy, uh, he fights a lot of uh, invisible demons, and we might get to hear about those tonight, too. Uh, lines open eventually. But we're talking about Q Anonymous, and uh, not to peel the curtain back too far here at Kilgore, but um, we did do a story where you and I had uh, dinner at that very nice restaurant, and um, I had the quesadilla. And... You explained to me that there was this group out there, like Q-tards or whatever they're called, that they're all about, uh, and and you explain their philosophies and their ideologies, and we were laughing and uh, wondering like how we could twist the Q message around into something completely uh, antithetical to what their uh, their mission statement appeared to be, and it. it we came up with this sort of socialist utopian idea of redistributing all the wealth that uh, had been amassed in these. Uh, and at the time, I don't even think was pedophiles in the in the talk, or did that just come up as it made it over to television? Um, clearly, that's always been a part of the Q beliefs. Is that that the you know? Government is just something you don't discuss at, over dinner or in public, really. Yeah, or, it's... or anywhere except online. And you start talking to your friends and family about this, and they'll say, uh, "What you know? <laughs> uh, you need to be, you know, this isn't polite. This is <laughs> you don't talk about this." And just because it's couched in this anti-pedophile, whatever you're trying to catch the pedos. Even though, like, yeah, nobody likes kid fucking, it's like, hey, could you not? We're just trying to have soup with the family or whatever, trying to eat spaghetti. It's another night. We're all sitting around here stuck together with coronavirus, and you've been up there reading that shit about Q Anonymous, and now we all got to listen to it. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. Nobody wants to hear about uh, nonsense like that. Even if it's righteous even if you really if the point is really and i don't think that it is but even if the point is to like track down pedophiles or whatever yeah like people don't want to fucking well of course that's not the point the point is to kind of jacket all your political enemies with the worst possible libel you can get are you what is i just heard some voice play i had a soundbite lined up it's um because i wanted to ask you because we're about to watch Bill Maher uh, talk about like QAnon, and it's so weird to see it on HBO. You know, <laughs> like it was weird when uh, we saw it at fucking uh, the first. Remember the first Trump rally where somebody was holding up like Q something, and it was weird yeah, yeah, to yeah. see the that 
uh, sign face the president. Well, it's such an appropriate, offensive kind of antisocial beliefs. Why would you go parade around in public like, you know, oh, look at me. I'm obsessed with, uh, you know, the idea that uh, people who commit pedophilia gain magical powers and ascend to the highest levels of the government. I mean, this is the kind of belief that has these people like, abusing their own children you know uh it's yeah it's the kind of thing where it it really goes into like game of thrones lord of the rings territory it's high fantasy but like with politics and uh familiar characters from the real no, world. i would i would never make that comparison it's more comparable to the witch hunts of the early modern period the um the kind of uh, fantasy that people had about uh, witches being embedded in and doing rituals that were causing harm to society as a whole or to... Uh, there is a lot of that. Or also, of course, to the um, idea of uh, Judeo-Bolshevism, of year? the idea that that there's these blood rituals that the Jews are doing to gain power. You know, it's yeah, it's that's... really not none of that at all <laughs> relates to um, fantasy novels as a genre. In my mind, I don't think so. Well, what year did you first notice Q? It feels like 2018, maybe. Uh, what did it begin as? It was on the. It was just like on image boards and stuff. Yeah, that's vaguely right. I mean, I don't remember exactly. I just, well, what I'm getting around to is, because uh, we're about to hear this clip, it's made it to TV, like it's in the mainstream primetime shit, and we've watched it since it was just this uh, little infantile fucking silly thing, and even Bill Maher is like, who is Q? And at one point he pretends to be Q. He's like, I've been Q all along. And well, I mean, what it was on The Daily Show like a year ago. Yeah, but nobody watches that. Too new. I, I thought it was that was a great bit. You should have seen that. It was hilarious. Uh, no, no, Kilgore. Nobody watches that. Just oh. you. I don't. You know, I thought Bill Morrow was dead or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I no he doesn't idea. look he good. Still had a show. Yeah. Well, and this Q shit got like a a million, more than a million views. His little Q drop from nine days ago, ten days ago. And uh, there's people on the internet that say that the Q anonymous that has made it over onto the streets where people are protesting and uh, and onto television is not the real Q anonymous. So that shit is already starting now. Where? Well, that's a, what, tell me about it. What, what does he mean? Wait, Should we listen to him now? Is the, he going to explain this in the clip? Uh, no, he won't. Well, he he does talk about that. Uh, that things have become with Q Anonymous. The whole deal is that what you see is not what's really happening. Here's what's really happening, right? But now, the the Q Anonymous people on the on the internet are saying that what you see is not the real Q Anonymous. So it's like the thing that tells you that what you see is not really happening is not really happening. And uh, it's gone into this feedback, and uh, and yeah. So let's let's go ahead and play the clip and see what happens. Finally, new rule. Now that Republicans have begun welcoming QAnon into the political mainstream, 
It's time Americans learned what it is. QAnon is a growing movement within the Republican Party that believes the world is being run behind the scenes by a small group of elitist liberals and Hollywood celebrities who are both Satan worshipers and pedophiles who eat babies and wear red shoes to signal their membership in this group. A group that includes Hillary Clinton, Tom Hanks, Ellen, the Pope, and every president since Reagan. And that there are two heroes who will put a stop to this. President Donald Trump and Q himself. And then, so a little picture slides over and it's like, uh, you know, a, a Mr. Robot looking guy behind this laptop with the, with the Q letter on it. The anonymous leader who founded QAnon with one overarching theme, that you're being lied to and everything you think you know is really the opposite. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. That's why it makes sense within QAnon that Trump, who most Americans see as a sex creep who walks in on half-dressed beauty pageant contestants and... You hear him running out of breath trying to get to the punch. ...tells underage girls he'll be dating them in 10 years, actually is the Christian savior who will destroy these sex fiends. It is also why it makes perfect sense that I... Libertine, atheist, pot-smoking, Trump-hating Bill Maher, MQ. I am. Which I revealed on this show. Okay, then he goes on to be real cute that he's Q. Um, Why? What's the point? Well, I wonder what is different about the Q Anonymous that made it to television from the Q Anonymous uh, on the internet? What's different about the motherfuckers in the streets? And they look happy, dude. It's almost like a well, he's doing a he's doing a bit. It's satire, right? He just, no one really believes that Bill Maher is Q. No, 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 a joke. no. But I'm talking about That's... forget that. Like, let's just pretend okay. that he's not doing this awful bit where he plays Q because I don't even want to hear. All right. It. Well, the part where he explains what Q is was pretty much right, except he didn't mention JFK Jr., which that's okay. What did JFK little, Jr. I mean, well, he's one of the saviors, right? You've got Q himself, Donald Trump, Jun- Donald Trump, and uh, JFK Jr. What's he doing part- in there? <laughs> uh, it's kind of, I get why he didn't mention it, but uh, it, JFK Jr. is somehow going to, he's got like a King Arthur type of, point in this legend he's going to storm out of his his fake death and reappear and uh yeah i don't know run a run out the pedos or something whatever oh so he's going to be the one because i don't think even the q people would think that trump would do that they'd just be like oh they'll never let him do that or something no it, it has to be jfk no. jr no they have faith in in trump uh, for the most part, JFK Jr. just has woven into it somehow. I'm not sure exactly why or to what end, but he's part of it. And has he made it onto the streets at the at your local Q meetings? Do you see <laughs> support oh, for JFK? Absolutely, they'll hold up signs of him and stuff. Sure. Wow. So it really does. Uh, it is true to the canon, you would say. So far, anyway. 
Oh, were we going to listen to more of him? No, no, no. It does. Oh, good. Dude, I was watching footage of the Q, uh, some Q protest where they're hunting. You know, they're like, get out the pedophiles, the fucking sickos. And they've got their signs up on the streets and shit. Like the people are meeting each other. And it's like the way people meet at church where they're like happy and shaking hands. Great to see you. Glad you could make it out. And it's real like lighthearted and celebratory and mature it's it's weird to see it because it's so uh, off the wall with the shit that that they're actually um, on about in Q and to see oh, of course yeah to see that reflected in this calm upright like trim fucking normal guys meeting and shaking hands out at the Q rally that's fucking weird to me they're supposed to be these uh, gross fucking uh, gun toting beer belly guys from from basements of days gone by. I, that's not how I imagine them at all. In fact, I usually imagine them as um, elderly women or, you know, generally women because of the kind of uh, sex angle, the pedo angle. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just not a thing that most guys would be really that outraged by. Uh, and, and that's an, a point I want to get into. Um, you often, in in the historic sense, the anti-Semitic uh, origins of Q, it was always um, drinking, sacrificing babies, drinking their blood. And there was none of this kind of pedo sex stuff at all mixed in, but that's just the taboo today. And that's, uh, you know, I... It wasn't a big thing, but, you know, people would marry kids back then. So, of course, that wasn't like part of their satanic ritual. That was totally cool, right? Yeah. So if, the parents uh, would be happy. Like, <laughs> well, we got, you know, just pay the dowry. Yeah, we finally got somebody. Nobody wants a daughter in this age. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, the goddamn. Um, uh, I I would say it's majority women movement and i would say that it's majority elderly and i and even more than that probably most of them this is their only conspiracy theory they really care care about have been exposed to and they've been targeted uh with it it's it's interesting because uh, it, it seemed there seems to be because like bill maher said that this is a movement in the republican party it's interesting how uh, open to programming the Q anonymous believers are, and yet they could never be convinced that there was a conspiracy by Russia to interfere in the elections. Just weird well, that they're selectively involved in in bullshit, you know. Um, you know the term "blue lie," right? Blue lie. Uh, tell the yeah. folks at home what a blue lie is. Well, it's it's kind of a convenient lie that. Uh, you know, the in group, uh, they may or may not believe it, but it's convenient for them. So they all hold on to it. It's a convenient little lie that uh, we can just kind of wink at the camera and say, hey, that's just us giving the OK sign. Everything's a OK here. Not a white supremacy thing. Are you crazy? That's no, sort yeah. of a blue lie. That's that's kind of got some other layers to it, but yeah, that's close enough. Do you think, um, I don't know, man. 
I'm not a political person. Do you consider yourself a political person? Absolutely. In what way? Um. Well, uh, I have. I've read a lot of kind of political uh, theory. I've read read a lot about you know governing and 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 history too. And uh, you know. And I feel like we're all stakeholders in a kind of uh, the world, not just our nation or our city and so on, but for the whole world. We all we all hold a stake in in this thing called the world, right? There's a Earth. lot of uh, people that don't seem like political people, but then you find out that they're uh, that they're actually hyper political and really into this Q anonymous shit. Well, uh, Q Anonymous seems to be the kind of height of anti-political belief, and that is to say, people who are involved in politics are um, just totally evil, right? That was their and, whole. Uh, that's how so much support was thrown behind Trump. Is finally uh, someone who's not a politician. How refreshing to see him just throw a wrench in their shit. Well. Yeah, he was he was voted on because of his negative campaigning. Um and what what positive things he did have like putting up a wall. You could if you want to call that positive. And I mean in the sense that it's a, a policy he's promoting. Um He was there, funny. That was a good thing. He was funny. Well, that that's true. He was he is more of a television host and a stand-up comedian than a than a politician when he's on stage. Do you think that back in Hitler's day was he like the good old boy cool guy that everybody wanted to be? Like, uh, oh yeah, he's like totally gonna fucking uh, yeah, he'll really show those scapegoats and um, you know. Well, from what I've from what I've read, it's and from what I've seen. A hundred percent. The people would go to a Hitler rally, kind of like you would go to a concert, a rock and roll concert, and you know people would get totally excited, lose their mind. He would, they would build up anticipation, and and it would, it was all orchestrated to really be an entertainment event. The like Hitler no youth other. would come out, and the girls would go insane, throwing their bodies against their tour bus. Uh, yeah, exactly. But now, having not been to a Trump rally, but but having protested one, I can tell you, the the way people came out of there, they looked like they had been, you know, that that was their peak experience right there in life. Their eyes, was, they looked fulfilled and like they just had their their pussies rocked. And they came out and they they bought merchandise and through the packaging in the streets and <laughs> and, and and you had yeah. infowars uh gun girl there um framing it so that it looked like the protesters were trashing the place and and um you just had these kind of sad looking you know the the guys who sell this street on the streets of new york the to tourists yeah, the kind sad eyed brown people yeah, and, and with with shopping carts full of merchandise, and they were just 
they were all kind of like, you know, mulling around trying to trying to get the the hottest uh, real estate to sell the most stuff and jockeying um, for know. position to to get up to the Trump supporters. Yeah. That's right. And well, I mean, it was not really a jockeying so much as kind of a disinterest in milling about. There was, there was, they, uh, they, they did it every night. You could tell they follow Trump <laughs> yeah. to every rally. There's a caravan. And they, right. And, and this was just, just their gig. Oh, man. Imagine being, yeah, being like in the, in the Dodge caravan of the caravan. Uh, going around to the to every trunk, seeing the same person over and over, look at you like they hate you as they buy some fucking giant inflatable thing. Yeah, and, and the American flags like emblazoned with his face and an eagle, and it's just <laughs> right. You know that kind of I see those flags and I think, geez, that truly is. Um, unpatriotic, un-American to to kind of to to print logos and faces on top of the flag, or put right? a blue line through the middle of it, or flip it upside down. You know what the yeah, new perverted the the new merchandise right now at the at the Trump rally is like they're little but they're happening. Is the um, the fucking uh, Q stuff? Q Anonymous is like the big merchandise right now. You want sure. me to get you one? I'd rather not. I'd rather you not support uh, whatever huckster is uh, doing that. Come on, baby, let me go out and get you some Q shit. No thanks. I wonder if there's going to be one here in New York. I can bet you there are. They're being printed out. I remember at uh, uh, there was a huge protest at Trump's very first uh, day back in New York, and I covered it for the for Chronicle. And um, uh, there was like five Trump supporters there, like the counter protest. It was smaller then than it would be now, I think. The people that were there to support the president. Like they're, they're seeing. Now, I would say, you know, in my opinion, and this is my read on it, I don't think, I don't think Trump is very popular right now. And it's just because things are not going great. Um, of course, the <laughs> just to look at uh, the most vocal and outspoken ones who are, you know, doubling down and doubling down and and so on. They are. They make it look like he's he's gaining in popularity. I think he isn't. I think he's uh, losing popularity. There seems maybe to I'm be just something. optimistic here, but it it doesn't seem like. He's well, gaining any. I think anything. you could be right. There's pro- it probably is uh it but I I think whatever that number might be, something is happening to those people where they feel this need to go out and like be on the back of a truck uh shooting right, right. gassing yeah. people as they go down the street. Right, because that's just the pitch of the uh coverage and that the note of the Q stuff is that's that that is just one note. You've also got the Antifa taken over the world. Uh I sent you that article today about there's this uh kind of just obvious fake news gutter press, someone saying 
Antifa uh, terrorists in Austin, Portland, just received a large cache of weapons strange. in preparation for a coordinated multi-city Tet offensive against America. Right, because that's how the Tet offensive went, right? <laughs> yeah. They received a bunch of uh, outside aid against America. And then they did it like when we were all partying and chilling. We thought that they were going to be partying and chilling. And, uh, of course, yeah, you've got um, Marxist Biden, right? And and all this kind of just... If only. Uh, if, right. If I, only uh, anybody in power was as left as, as they say. <laughs> like even, it's a San, even Sanders is the most kind of... Uh, uh, lamp-esque socialist. He's right? so mild. For I mean, it's it's really, really. <laughs> He's so uh, tame. Just shows you the pitch of the media is is maniacal. It's 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 gone over and and past. You know anything. Uh, you, you what did you learn in journalism school that would prepare you for this kind of stuff? Anything you know? Did you learn anything uh, about what was about to happen? Do, did anyone say, "Oh, by the way, uh, media is, is currently being totally taken over by extremely wealthy Silicon Valley elites, and and their their uh, interests are all totally right wing." They told me, uh, if you take journalism seriously and you have a good story, call the Associated Press and sell it to them. I called the AP. They said, we haven't bought stories since 1986. We don't do that. <laughs> That's fucking, who told you to do that? Like a very old woman. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. So I was completely unprepared. Like, they don't prepare you for that. But also you did kind of see that happening. Like, like there was two classes, there was at least two camps of uh, reporters, at least in my school. There were the ones that were serious about it, that were going to write in depth print uh, by the book where you attribute everything. You're not fucking clairvoyant. You don't just uh, write something as if, as you know, from that you heard from a source as fact, like just cause you trust the source you write, you attribute everything. And, you know, so that everything is uh, contextualized and at arm's length. But then there was another class of people that understood what you're saying, that this is where it's headed, that it's going to be fucking all about the mania and uh, generating as much fucking gaping mouths as you can in a single click. And those people had a certain look in their eyes. They were like glassy. They, you know, partying was there. You could tell that, like, they were more about partying and late and getting fucked than they were really about the material and and something like integrity or something. So there's like always enough of those motherfuckers to completely uh, drown out the people that are doing dry, straightforward, uh, fact-based investigative journalism. And that's what we're here for at Chronicle SU: the most straight-faced. <laughs> dry coverage you can get I'm wearing a tweed jacket and I've got patches on my elbows me I'm dressed just like Dr. Troubadour and I've got like a guy's stethoscope up to the computer so I can hear 
all the bullshit going on. That's nice. Uh, he can tell. Dr. Troubadour can put that stethoscope up to your, uh, assuming you have a mechanical hard drive, he can tell you what's being written to the platters. Well, even more than that, he can hear the heartbeat of the internet. And it's sick. It's got a little arrhythmia. It's got a little triple, you know, whatever you call it. It's not good. It's, yeah, but it's common after following, you know, the kind of events that our computers have been going through. And Dr. Troubadour said, like, you know, it, it could pass. You could, it's a problem you could uh, theoretically ignore and it'll go away on its own. We're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that fucking weird Mike Adams story that that you sent me and uh, and uh, what else are we supposed to talk about? That Nick Sandeman, what's his name? He got in that Indian's face a couple years ago. I don't really like that guy. I don't either. That's but he great. spoke at the RNC. And um, what did he say? Did you even? I didn't see what he said. I didn't see it either. Uh, we'll, well, we'll talk about <laughs> nothing then. <laughs> We're gonna, well, we have to hear from our sponsors. I mean, we got to pay the bills, man. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and, and we'll be right back.
You keep dying, the economy keeps moving. That's the Liebel Droker guarantee. I was a lumberjack until the coronavirus took my legs. Dr. Troubadour said it's no big deal. But now I got cyborg legs. Nothing to worry about. From Liebel Droker. Get out there and keep the economy going. That's what's most important. Insurance wouldn't cover it. Our lives are expendable. In the name of the economy, make a dollar keep it going. Keep that engine going. Keep that economic engine roaring. In these uncertain times, by the bodies burning in the crematorium. That's the Liebel Droker promise. The following is a sponsored message from the Internet Chronicle Association for the Advancement of Q Anonymous People. In the past month, more platforms, including Twitter, have banned millions of QAnon followers in an attempt to censor their movement out of existence. Their influence is far more insidious, spreading slowly but subtly over the past several years among real supporters of Q. They haven't gotten to me, have they? Well, maybe they have. Here are some signs to look for. Does bringing up your research and polite company cause discord with your friends or family? My daddy's eyes turn red and he drew a big Q on the floor and forced me to watch videos of Joe Biden touching children. Have you stopped talking to those you love or lost friendships over Q? If that's the case, you probably have been compromised by the cabal. Is the Q movement finished? Yes! There are plenty of good folks left, but they are by this time far outnumbered by those who have been, at least to some degree, converted to the other side. What now? When you feel the demonic urge to sully your soul with polluted Q information, grab your Bible instead and turn it to the Book of Revelations! I just want to go back to God and forget about all this Q anonymous stuff. No other document fully outlines how Satan has lied to you and turned your own movement against itself. Satan's influence is too strong. But it is never too late to turn back. My daddy says he wants to meet Q anonymous one day and thank him for everything. This message is brought to you proudly by the Internet Chronicle Ad. Council. We don't tell you what to think, only how to think it. You're listening to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec, and uh, this is Kilgore. We're just fucking uh, really enjoying ourselves, getting back into the groove of all new season of Hate Radio. Uh, we were talking about Q Anonymous and uh, how it has come to confront the president himself. And like the first time that we ever saw somebody hold up their little Q card at the fucking president, Billy and uh, Kilgore and I were like. Uh, uh, we were beside ourselves. We just we couldn't fucking believe what we were seeing. And now, um, the reporters are asking the president about it. During the pandemic, uh, the QAnon movement has been appears to be gaining a lot of followers. Can you talk about what you think about that and what you have to say to people who are following this movement right now? Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much. Uh, which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in 
popularity. And from what I hear, it's these are people that when they watch the streets of Portland, when they watch what happened in New York City in just the last six or seven months. But this was starting even four years ago when I came here. Almost four years. Can you believe it? Uh, oh, shut the fuck up. Here's the real one. I mean, you know, if, uh, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing. Yeah, Does about that pedophile. sound like something you are behind or theory? It is this belief that you are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind? Or well, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but... Uh, is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, you know, if, uh, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we are, actually. We're saving the world from a radical left philosophy. You hear how he's like, we're saving the world? He's kind of like, I'm with Q. Like, we, me and Q are saving the world together. Now that to me, Kilgore, that sounds like the that sounds like our president's a pretty good old boy. Hates pedophiles. He hated them so much he refused to fly on their private jets over and over again, over and repeatedly, in a jackhammering fashion. He was on that that plane. Sorry, I I had your volume down and um, the audience couldn't hear your response. Well, he, we know he hung out with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I wish the I wish that the uh, reporters would say, you know, uh, how about that Epstein guy? Again and again and again, just keep keep uh, pressing that button. And you know, I really do think Biden should debate Trump, and and when they have the debate, he, he should bring up uh, Epstein again and again and again, kind of like you know. Lo- and and lock him up and and get some kind of idiotic chant going, right? Yeah, there should be some kind of uh, uh, effort to to join the president's uh, behaviors, like with you know with Epstein and and whatever. I mean, it, like the president himself support, but it seems like the guy can't be toppled by scandal. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen when people finally vote. But uh, see, I, that better play a role in it, right? <laughs> like, uh, is Bi- Biden should, uh, like you said, he he should be just hammering on that all the fucking time. But then again, maybe Biden's got some skeletons in his closet and uh, he can't really say anything either. You know, maybe he was on some kind of other diddle plane that, like, you don't know well, about. Well, that sure does. You, you, you say that, but you sure can't. I mean, that doesn't shut down uh, Trump one bit, right? No, it doesn't. It's like it, it can't. I don't think it can affect him. He doesn't have any kind of magical aura around him where things don't affect him. He just, it's it's uh, not a game of defense, right? Game of offense. Beast World calls him President Power Bottom. I guess uh, under well, nah, getting fucked no, by that's, Putin. No, that's stupid. Uh, he's... His president, PP, uh, uh, PP Pedo. Do you think you know um, you know where he met Melania, right? In old Kislane. Oh, really? Yeah, she was she was trafficked right to the top. Wow, dude! And uh, he just picked her out like a catalog, but uh, right. a, right. a Maxwell catalog. I I think 
dude, I think I saw them transporting her across Brooklyn a few weeks ago or like a month ago. Oh yeah. 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 There was this, it was the weirdest motorcade I'd ever seen where it was all these black uh, SUVs, like see, almost like secret service. And then there were, there was a bunch more at the back. It was like a fucking parade of them. And in the dead center was a New York prisons bus. <laughs> What made you think that was Melania? It, it, well, she had a police escort and a federal police escort. Not that, Melania, but uh, Maxwell. Oh, right. Because right. she's I, she's being held in Brooklyn, and uh, the have, next the next been, day she had uh, she was trying to uh, keep them from unsealing those documents or whatever. Oh, sure, sure. So it seems how do you, like she how do you moved. say her name? How do you pronounce her name? I think it's Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, okay. which probably keeps people from talking about her because uh, it's such a difficult. No, I name don't, to I don't think so. I don't think that works <laughs> that way. The people who need to be talking about her. Hey, man, what about Ghislaine Maxwell? What? Don't you get all fancy on me, son? It's Ghislaine. It's Ghislaine. You dumb right. fuck. It's not Ghislaine. It's pronounced Ghislaine. Thank you. If you're going to bring it up, know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> Anyway, about Ghislaine, you were saying she's uh do you think she'll talk? Do you think well, I wasn't uh, talk- I wasn't talking about her really. I was <laughs> oh, talking I wasn't about I was talking about Biden's strategy here going forward with the election. And I hope he listens you- to the show. If he were to go as low, so low as as Trump, he could. I think that Trump, like you said, it, he seems to be immune to the high roading, to the any kind of uh, attack that seems like oh we're sticking our nose up to him. But if you turn uh, fire against fire, fight fire with fire here, um, he will wither so quick. You say. We've seen you all with Epstein. We've seen you, you know, uh, cro- crooked Trump. You know, everything, all the kinds of things he said turned back against him. Because really, they actually apply to him uh, far more than they do to Biden and far more than they did to Hillary. And I'm not saying, oh, Hillary wasn't crooked or Hillary was this or that, but everything he would say about Hillary. Uh, would be much more appropriate said to him. And the high road Hillary took didn't work. And if Biden does the same thing, it's not going to work. But but the one thing Biden does have that he probably will tweak is the fear, the Corona fear. And already you can see the right winger saying, oh, Corona's all just made up so they can steal the election. Well, look, what if that's the case? Uh, if it's made up, um, Trump has done nothing to kind of uncover that. He's done nothing. He's, in fact, he's said, wear your mask. He's he's part of the whole uh, hoax, if that's what it is. Why would he hoax himself to death? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It would and be funny. Really, and his, his response has been so shitty because the the leading... Uh, philosophy of his his white house is uh annihilate all government services and what do you need in disaster you need a government service and by annihilating government services he's 
you can see the fact it's been it's worse here than it is in any other nation in the world. Well, maybe not any other, but it's it's, it's up down there on the top five. It does seem like we're we finally reached a point where. Because my whole lifetime, it didn't really, like, whoever the president was, like, it didn't really affect me personally. But we, like, it seems like this is the president that wanted to be the one to affect everyone personally, for better or worse. And it's been a negative outcome. Yeah. I mean, ripping out the the fucking uh, post office. Like, it's not... Like and like the best argument anyone could make to do that was that it uh it, that it what that it doesn't make a profit well it's a service like it's supposed to cost money it's not supposed to make money it's a service that you pay, that we pay for rip it yeah. out fucking uh, destroy it that'll show That's everybody right. yeah. how powerful yeah. I am ripping out those wires dude of uh, shit he does not understand is like the mo of the president man we're and just a bunch of leftists. I don't think he really wants to go. He wants to make an, a a big imprint on everybody's mind. I mean, he does personally, but as a, in, as, in <laughs> far as gov, governing policy, yeah. you know, the the best thing to do is for nobody to notice your your shit you're right. doing. And a lot of you know, a lot of these things are put in into play late at night on Friday when the you know or whenever it will be least noticed. Barack Obama was probably the best at doing something quietly. Well, I would say, um, uh, you know, other than George Bush, it was always W. Bush. You know, it was always kind of like uh, government policy was, you know, on the on the back of the paper somewhere, way buried deep. It was not screaming headlines every day. And it did have the in like if you did happen to like read about some policy that was that was going through the Bush thing, it was like it was very obvious that like a bunch of really smart Republicans, like the daddies in, in the room, like he obviously deferred to them and they were doing that quiet behind the scenes sort of policy yeah, and it, changes. And it, and it would be really well uh euphemized uh, you know, page Clean. three, page three story about right to work, you know, and meanwhile, they're stripping unions of their power, right? Clean. Stuff like that. Nice, clean language that, that you yeah. would never know. It's not going to raise a big stink, but it just, it guts teachers or something. <laughs> but like within the first couple of weeks, he did that, the so-called Muslim ban, and he's like signing shit for cameras and Oh, it was uh, huge. And his yeah, right. signature was also huge, I, I recall. It was like big enough you could see it across the room on the paper. Like, wow, that is a big signature. Big man. Sign that paper all big and mugging of for the course, cameras. Of course, that was uh, could be uh, filed under just pure fraud, unconstitutional, struck down, no effect. But, you know, he's a reality tv president right yeah he is and uh hey you know we we i say that uh we got what we paid for you know reality tv is already kind of a a thing of yesteryear right i mean there's still reality shows out there but to think of it now is just like but, but tv now is not the cheap reality show so much as it is these 
overproduced kind of shitty mo- you know movie series mini series oh like just the never ending fucking shot like a movie 18 yeah. hours that's the, that's the style today um and like of course 10 years ago it was uh the apprentice the eh, whatever um the, uh, the apprentice yeah well the uh the big reality show that people will still watch is shark tank and uh like america's got singers or whatever the fuck well i didn't say it was totally gone but i mean it's but it's kind changed of going like that's by, that's the lifeline side yeah people don't want to see anymore somebody sitting in a boardroom and a bunch of uh fake fucking actors standing around everybody well, i mean I'm generally fucking, pretending to yeah. like fo- follow this thing the producers told them to do this contrived ugly fucking reality tv set true Dude, life awful M- mtv true life i've got covid mtv true life uh i'm a right-wing um a paintballer big brother would uh, would have been perfect for covid you've got these people covid will never get in there and uh, we're just gonna watch them live now we're all living that quarantine brother you can call it now (laughs) yeah big fucking quarantine You, you better hope that you had good friends and family because now you're stuck with a motherfucker every day the same um, Yikes! We are so fortunate to have uh, been able to prop up this comedy show with uh, some Bill Maher footage in the middle of it. Uh, that was pointless, man. That guy had nothing to say. I don't know why you played that. Doesn't well. That's where uh, that's that's like what TV people are finally seeing of Q Anonymous, who have never been to 4chan or a political uh, channel or something. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. We're getting near the end of the show, so uh, we'll open the the lines and uh, bullshit with a couple of callers. Yeah, I wonder what... Usually they have nothing to say on topic, nothing <laughs> funny to say. It's never on topic, and it, it takes them forever to say whatever the fucking oh, yeah, doll... They'll be like, oh, hi, how are you doing? And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing great. And they're like, yep, Make just sitting comment. a beer, having a beer. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Did you notice well, that we're yeah. doing a show and people are like waiting for you to fucking say something? Yeah, we get the we get the worst callers. Some sometimes they'll they'll be like uh was that one time there was that caller who was all horny and you guys just started like talking about asses for a couple minutes. Hey, she was a lot <laughs> of fun. I, I really enjoyed that butthole talk and uh Yeah, well, you know, I didn't. I'm glad you guys had fun with that. You were the odd man out. Uh, sorry it got so anal. Yeah, guess I was the third wheel. <laughs> Did you feel uh, put out by her? No, I, I didn't see what you guys were even talking about, honestly. Give us a call at 917-675-4836. Um, maybe I can see what we're talking about. It's never good. It's it. There's somebody that was gonna call, but now I can't even remember. Oh, you know who uh, does want to call the show is uh, uh, the Aubrey Cottle, the four chan, four twenty chan creator. Oh yeah, I see. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he goes by Curtainer. Uh, Curtainer has been making the rounds on all the social media. I didn't even read his posts. 
or her post. Is it a he or she? It's a boy. Well, um, I'd hate to misgender somebody in this day and age. I'll end up on the front page of Gawker, crucified. Uh, Adrian Channel, fuck you up, man. For a few, for a few cheap hits and ad exposures. Uh, let's take a caller. Maybe it's maybe it's Kurtainer. Is this uh, is this Canada? Canada? No, this is fucking Texas. Hey, uh, who originally messed with Texas? Oh God, I'm not actually from Texas. I just kind of live here. What's the question? Actual Texas. What's the temperature? Dude, let, hold on. He doesn't want to talk about Texas. Clearly, let him talk. What? What? Why'd you call, caller? Hi. Well, it's Dark Mage. First of all. Oh, hi, Dark Mage. Waiting to uh, talk to y'all. Uh, now, what is this? Uh, I got some material that you're stuff going on. spreading into our chat about. Uh, you say Pizzagate is real? Well, this all ties into the whole QAnon thing. I don't know if y'all realize that. And I honestly kind of find it really interesting that there's such a disconnect between the events of like 2016 election and like the stuff that's going on right now um, because it's all fucking connected in case people weren't aware. There's a lot of shit to go through. Not nearly enough time. But let's, you know, take the time that we can to uh, discuss a little bit. Kilgore, uh, are you aware of what's really going on in this country? Well, I'd like to hear from the caller. What are these, What what's um happening that is uh, continuous? What, what's, the, what's the connection between these two elections that you want to point out? The biggest one, the most well, important one the biggest connection is that yeah. a lot of uh, mimetic things began to emerge out of the, uh, the star chans, you know, the 4chan and 8chan and 8chan getting shut down and daily stormer getting fucking nuked off the net. And uh, a lot of these different events that happened in a very tight, short time frame during the 2016 election, which included uh, the events of Pizzagate, as well as the supposed hacking of uh, Hillary's emails and the disruption of the DNC and Bernie not getting selected for the nomination yet again. And uh, a lot of different things pointed towards some really interesting things happening in the background because a lot of activity is happening. And I don't think anybody or very many people really aware of just the level of activity going on. No, no, I, 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 sound, I think I get what you're saying. It sounds to me that you're saying that the Channers have um, kind of joined forces into a vast right wing uh, underground that is uh, orchestrating I, I political. Uh, well, a, a, a sect within the channers have yeah. uh, been orchestrating vast right-wing conspiracies. Perhaps um, uh, we could name some well, names. We all know the names, but, uh, uh, but uh, they're, they're orchestrating do, the conspiracies or, or well, okay. Let's say um, we, we, when we talk about anonymous, you'll, you'll get, Slapped on the wrist. Oh no, there's no leaders. Oh no, it's all organic. God. 
Right. There is a lot of that leaderless talk. That's actually an important topic. You know, the whole idea of anonymous, because I remember a time before anonymous uh, was sold on T-shirts at Hot Topic. Like, you know, the idea is very old at this point. I don't know when you first got on the chance, because I'm an old man at this point, but uh, I was like 18. Uh, yeah, I guess we I'm were too. Now. Hey, Dark Mage, uh, people in the chat are accusing you of being a QAnon, and uh, is that true? Oh, I don't support. No, I don't support QAnon. Oh, I, okay. I think that shit is honestly controlled opposition and designed to be like a vacuum for people who are into like conspiracy theories. Um, someone in the background is orchestrating that whole thing, and that whole thing emerged immediately after the chaos of uh, the 2016 election um, because I've been hearing about Q for quite a few years now and actually got asked about it in real life by a friend of my sister's recently. That's what's happening um, now is uh, people that we know that we've known for years are coming out with this. uh, Hey man, do you know what's they they scuttle up to you? Like, like they crawl out of a crack in a piece of wood and they find you and they're like, Hey, do you know what's really going? And you're like, Oh no, they fucking, you read it. You finally read it. Q anonymous and you fucking believe that shit like i can say for certain the only times i've ever really dug down the conspiracy theory holes is usually when i'm tripping acid or you know in a very heightened uh you know like conscious state of consciousness where i'm in a quest of some sort to seek out information and it usually just kind of leads to this accumulation of tons of details without any real end goal because People can speculate all they want, but does anyone have proof of any of the stuff that they're claiming? There's only anecdotal evidence. What do you what do you make of that, right, Kilgore? Right. There's only anecdotal um, evidence. There's no uh, statistical data to back it up, no records. But this is true for not just those people, but also people on the other side of the fence, too. I don't see any evidence of, like, Russia actually having tried to hack the election or anything like that. Now, that said, though, there is actually evidence of them having attempted to tamper, like, for instance, with our power grid. Um, But that's not exactly the accusation that was thrown around during that time. Um, What about Reality Winner? Didn't she leak proof that that Russia was interfering with our election? And isn't she just locked up and kind of in a vacuum worse than even Chelsea Manning or any or Snowden or anybody that's ever leaked. Even, even a, well, Assange has been finally put in a vacuum, you know, the word nor, uh, nothing, go, nothing comes out from him except, uh, what he says to his lawyers, right? They, well, he's in a cinder block box now. I think he's like been stuffed away. Yeah. I don't even know that he's had access to his lawyers, honestly. I, I've been praying for that guy. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, I created a website years ago that got front page of Reddit that uh, listed a number of people who were publicly calling for Assange's murder. Uh, and that's, I don't know if like that sort of discourse or calling for people's murder or things like that or saying that you know, murder is okay or that certain people need to be put to death. Isn't that like perpetuating the violence that we're trying to stop? And I, I don't think, I think people should be uh, dehumanized uh, just because of their beliefs either. Like even these QAnon people exactly. are like uh, the regular people. They just somehow they got programmed and it doesn't make sense, but they're just people. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. And 
having that level of empathy to see how someone can like go from, you know, seeming like a regular normal person to like believing in something, you know, so crazy and conspiracy theory-ish. Um, now, does that dismiss that any of that stuff's happening? You know, not exactly, but at the same time, you know, I think it's also important to hold a grain of salt when, you know, there's all these different pictures kind of emerging at the same time. I, I try to I try to stay on the fence. I don't I try not to take sides and things. It sounds like you've and, uh, uh, like you've been reading a lot of this shit, and uh, you're able to read it without falling into it. If only um, so many people could just uh, hold it at arm's length as they as they fucking uh, go yeah, about dude. jerking off on the <laughs> internet. If you watch like enough like Alex Jones, you get fucking tired of it after a while. It's fucking like exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you put. I I remember one morning, uh, or maybe one afternoon, me and Old Hatesick were uh, taking a ride, and and we went out to this nice sunny park, and you know we were having our sandwich and enjoying the day. We said, "Hey, how about a laugh? Let's put on Alex Jones." And you just hear this uh, uh, kind of deep gravelly voice barking about everybody out there is miserable and. And and lied to and in a dark hole and and meanwhile we're looking around at people enjoying life and and I said no you, you gotta turn this off it's not really funny <laughs> yeah. right now it it's, was a sunny it, day it, kids were <laughs> laughing and Alex Jones wanted us to feel miserable he he wanted us to believe that what <laughs> we were seeing you know we weren't seeing the truth right yeah we were we had the wool pulled over our eyes enjoying our Taco Bell at the park. Fucking idiots! <laughs> Moron. I don't think. No, yeah. it was actually. She, it was actually a good sandwich. You, uh, what your day is like? Well, exactly. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of day you're having, because Alex Jones will tell you you're having it wrong. You don't know what the fuck you're experiencing. You're a sheep. You've been lied to, and uh, you know, very fear mongering. Like by, almost by my silver lung. Right? Yeah, he's well. Hey, you know. He also is one of those dudes that started out like, "Hey man, I'm just joking around every so often. I just I'm really passionate, but uh, you know, I'm also funny." Yeah, I I think he got a lot of his inspiration from Rush Limbaugh. Now that I think about it, because he would do a lot of tongue in cheek um, shit, and but not to the degree that Alex Jones would uh, show you a blurry video that he took in uh, Bohemian Grove and then build an entire career on the spooky story okay. that he knows how to tell about it. All right. I'm, hey, we've got a comment. Right? I, I love this. We've got a comment in the, uh, or, or in the chat here from beast world. that says, uh, QAnon is controlled opposition by elite pedophile old fags on Chan boards who want revenge for the feds turning their old forums into honeypots. And the thing that strikes me about this comment, first of all, um, elite pedophiles, why would they create a, um, basically a conspiracy demonizing themselves? I, you know, what, and what revenge on feds do they get by basically amping up support for police? I, you know, I, I don't understand this, this statement here. It, to me, it seems to kind of, uh, to me, you know, it's what, the opposite. What that sounds like to me is if you're in that game of fucking accusing everybody of being into this uh, one specific, obscure, sick shit that you're into then you're probably into it, right? Like how 
like why else does does that get to dominate the your frontal lobe to the degree that like you turn it into the, a form of activism like fucking we get it dude you don't like pedophiles but uh you know okay. we need no Beast more World. convincing Beast World says I'm not talking elites who happen to be pedophiles I'm talking people who are elite at pedophilia no I don't I really don't I don't know what who are well, elite I, at pedof- like the Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> of the world and uh right okay Donnie I'm imagining I'm imagining elite at being heterosexual or elite at being no, homosexual n- no 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 I I'm imagining you know when when you hear about these people getting caught and they've got like some absurd cash of of illegal porn right like you know oh this guy had 30 terabytes of whatever you see that in the news right okay so it's one of those people and and okay so they are still demonizing themselves i i don't see how it's a you know it's it all about sort of systems of control like uh, if uh like wouldn't some anybody in government once they come out with the pedophile shit against political enemies you're you're kind of playing the Putin game where it's all about controlling someone like with their own indiscretions, like uh, the 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 oh the yeah, going yeah. compromise, right? Compromise, yeah. Right? Well, uh, you know, I still don't, I still don't see Beast World's theory panning out as reasonable or believable in the least. He um, says that QAnon is elite pedophile old fags on Chan boards. Who want right. revenge we, yeah. for the feds turning their old forums into? So they're pissed that the feds came in yeah, yeah. and they turned their fed their and forum, caught them, yeah, and caught their friends, right? right? So now that's they're an creating take, but it's not very accurate or historically acknowledging of you know how the hands of uh, ownership of the chance have traded over time. Oh no! I, like, uh, clearly, it's made by people who who uh, have pure hatred for pedophiles is, you know, <laughs> so at, they at least, would have you believe at least in a way well, that they're like, uh, I, maybe they're if, just projecting that hatred. Any, I, if I could relate to them on any level, it'd be, uh, uh, you know, the state of, uh, I think a lot of us who are internetizens and children of, you know, the television age and the internet and video game age, right. Uh, suffer in a lot of ways from, uh, instant gratification like as a you know like you know, being able to like instantly click and get that dopamine rush and immediately like fall down the rabbit hole so to speak and it inevitably leads to pornography of some sort right um and uh that's wait 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 wait, 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 wait. hold on no, no. I, I, <laughs> well we get a taste of that at the chronicle <laughs> if we if we write a hoax or something that we know that as soon as we click it it's going out like Kind of like our QAnon story did. Like it became this huge, fucking. Uh, it's like in the um, zeitgeist of whatever QAnon is trading around among itself. Well, yeah, let, we get we, a taste of that, like that instant gratification. We played the ad that was oh, a yeah. kind of recording of the. No, and you know, you say it inevitably leads to pornography. I don't see that at all. In fact, um, especially for women, they're just not into that at all. So, I mean. Maybe maybe if you're a guy, that's true. <laughs> not but, maybe you haven't met porn. any women who are into pornography, but I've certainly well, not. I do. I mean, not there's a girl flicking her bean to this show right, right now. Right. That's how into it. They oh are. boy, oh boy. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess 
this is just more instant gratification but uh you know that's i i don't see how q and i uh continues to to get people going you know i how it, it's such a terrible feeling these q people get when they're um they're in that research hole when they're uh constantly terrified and freaked out right and and they they've overdosed and they've been up for 3 days reading q conspiracies right and and all these terrifying yeah. things it's really not ple- it's not a instant pleasurable thing it's it's an instant fear it's instant it's kind of a a grating I think it wakes you up, right? It probably, it's probably like watching a police brutality video or something like that wakes me up. Like I feel something visceral that is uh, almost, it's almost pornographic in the way that, you know, you can use a video like that the way it it hits you. Vicariously kind of experiencing things through the eyes of other people. It's a form of gratification. And uh, here at the internet Chronicle, you know, we, we're always looking for that next big rush. We're taking our terror max. And when we watch those police brutality videos, we put ourselves in the position of the police <laughs> to fulfill our power fantasy. That's just how we, that's the pornographic mm, manner in which for, we use. <laughs> speak for yourself on that one. <laughs> the, the internet. I don't know. Billy, how are you handling this comedy climate? Uh, as always, I get to play the straight man. So it's really my time to shine. Somebody in the chat said that uh, that their boyfriend tried to get uh, her to do pedophile shit with him, and he was even trying to obtain child porn from prison. That's like an Epstein move. Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I think you should break up with him, uh, since this is now a relationship yeah. advice. This show. sounds like a toxic relationship. Dump him! No, um... Uh, Dark Mage, uh, spending so much time yeah. on the uh, on the Chan boards and the message boards, especially in those early days, you would in- invariably come into contact with some pretty extreme graphic material, like showing kids getting abused and stuff. So I think it's interesting that the uh, the wait, pedophile wait. shit. On. Well, hold- did you just say Dark Mage watches uh, <laughs> kind of some nasty Not- porn? Not Dude, like that. But here's but my point. Good. That's that good. That's good. Let's there's clear. a lot of young girls out there who are putting themselves out there on the internet completely okay. of their own. All right. Before religion. you incriminate yourself, uh, just let Kilgore. I'm not saying I've looked at any of that. All right. But it's out there. My Here's my point. It's called TikTok. The general vibe and the culture of these of any given Chan site, like even the better ones, there is sort of this back alley vibe of... Uh, if you go there looking for comedy and jokes and shit, you're also going to see some pretty horrific shit that you might not want to see. So, like, that shit is around, oh, yeah. and it's in the culture of a Chan board, which is what QAnon comes out of. So I just think it's interesting, again, that uh, pedophilia is their spear. Like, that's their weapon uh, when it's just kind of hanging like, around it, it, that culture. It says on the front of the, the stories and information posted here are artistic works of fiction and falsehood. Only a fool would take anything posted here as fact. Yeah, just like only a fool would believe that the Proud Boys are, uh, you know, just a 
a cute little game about like well, naming a bunch of let's cereals. Let's shift gears here. Let's shift gears here. We've talked to Q. We've talked about kind of the if if it did come out of out of this cesspool, it's um it seems to be that they're they're demonizing themselves if that's the case. Um, that's what and, I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. But um, we have another movement that's kind of separate and yet uh, could be linked. It's hard to say. There's the the, the so-called Boogaloo boys. And uh, if you haven't heard of them, viewers, they kind of are, I would say, libertarians or they pose as apolitical. That is, they uh, both are or more specifically they're anti-political and both the left and the right are bad and, and a revolution would be good. So let's, let's play both sides. Right. And, and there's they, this coming uh, party. It's like a cookout. Uh, well, or a luau. Uh, well, the luau is the, um, is, is them doing their, their, uh, <clears throat> what would you call it? Provocation. They're they're provoking acts, and what they do is is kind of wear uh, Hawaiian shirts and do the Hawaiian themed thing. They're ruining Acapulco shirts for everyone. Uh, what do I care? Who wears them? Uh, anybody um, trying to cosplay Hunter S. Thompson this year is going to have a hard fucking time uh, playing off that bucket hat as the main feature. You know what I mean? Well, you can always uh, do a different era Thompson. That's a good point. You can wear uh, the fucking uh, anyway. Yeah, that's really aside the point. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> these folks come from the chance too. Uh, and is it the I'm same place? Aware, I'm not aware that they've made any pro- provocation so far that uh, the far right and the, perhaps the far left have have already. I feel. I think. I feel like they just kind of show up at the. Uh, at the uh, event to watch it happen. What about that kid, the 17-year-old kid that uh, went across state lines and shot some people? No, he was he was not a boogaloo boy. What clearly. was his deal? What was he into? Just right wing stuff. He was yeah, he was just into uh, waving that blue line flag and blue lives matter. He had and, to protect the and, police. And he's 17. He's just not old enough to be a cop. Yeah, he was in the special right. cop programs and stuff. Yeah. So he was basically just a wannabe cop. So uh, I derailed you like twice. What were you trying to say about the uh, Proud Boys? I said nothing at all about them. I was talking about Boogaloo Boys. Oh, okay. And although they pose as anti-political or non-political, that that is a right-wing pose. Like I, me, you know, I say I'm apolitical. I'm non-political. That that just means you're a right winger. <laughs> Fucking in in Nazi. in practice. In practice, I I wouldn't say that. I would say at least a uh, collaborator in in uh, in action. Or in, I turn a blind eye. So uh, to the abuses. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever you you know, whatever believing that both sides are evil and that democracy can't work. Well, what what does that make you? Anti democratic. Yeah, I'm not a political person. I'm outside the system. And uh, you guys just going to have to get along without me as best you can. Yeah, we all remember <laughs> Ted Kaczynski as a yeah, apolitical was, figure, right? He was just a, a man with a plan. He just stood, out, stood outside of politics. He was not a political person. So this <laughs> is, it comes out of the same cesspool. It's 
Yeah, um, but it ha- you know it has the more libertarian vibe to it and less fascist. But it's also kind of a m- movement that's aims to provoke the political changes that are going on. I remember their little baby faces uh, when I when I saw them out in the wild for the first time. I was at that weird event. Gavin You're McKenna's. talking about Proud Boys now. Yeah, right? they're it's totally different than the Boogaloo Boys. Oh, I thought that they were like all they were kind of uh well, you might lump them together they are the very, same Kool-Aid. I would say they're very similar. They come from the same place, but they have a different whole kind of aesthetic and and uh the whereas the proud boys are are um you know openly fascist racist ethno nationalists the boogaloo boys are entirely of a different uh, persuasion right they want they would just want a revolution it's, it's they could they could come from the left they could come from the right um ultimately they are right wing though but they are not necessarily proud of their race you know they they may look down at race or not even think about it at all or they could have some kind of uh yeah almost like a reptilian uh disdain for it and and I would say that they, they kind of have more of a distance from from uh, you know everybody you know there there is that there's like a, a kind of uh, contempt for all the other political movements and that they'll be the ones to set the you know to to make profit off of the power vacuum. Dark Mage, uh, do you, do you think that uh, we've addressed the um, image being painted of America that that you wanted to get around to? He's gone. We've lost Dark Mage. That's okay. Maybe we've got another caller on the yeah, line. Yeah, that was cool. Dark Mage, thanks for calling in, man. Um, yeah, it's good talk. I don't know what happened there. I'm glad we didn't grill him about Texas, a topic he clearly didn't care for. Who, dude, you, everybody hears, like, don't mess with Texas, but who got the fucking idea in the first place? Like, who, why did it become a thing, you know? Well, you know the Alamo, right? I mean, do we have to go over, like, Dewey Herman's <laughs> big adventure <laughs> or something here? Yeah, we, let's see here. Uh, we got, we got another caller, or maybe it's Dark Mage. Yeah, y'all hung up on me. Oh, we hung up. What do you mean we hung up on you? We couldn't hear you. We thought you left. Weird. Did you go uh, get coffee? Have, I don't know what that was. It might have been my buds uh, timing out over the Bluetooth because they didn't we, hear uh, coffee or some shit. You wanted to uh, talk about this image being painted of America oh. on Twitter. I was wondering if... Uh, I, was, I, was, I was trying to say earlier, uh, I'd never heard of the Boogaloo until uh, tonight. Oh, okay. This is well, actually uh, brand new. Yeah. Um, so and they seem to be the only have been around for a little while, but you know it's like the Proud Boys. Like when I saw that shit, it was like obviously fucking Nazi type, you know, uh, you know, super alt right kind of like uh, behavior kind of emerging. And uh, somewhere along the way, there was an origin for that point. But you know, I, I keep kind of looking towards uh, a particular uh, figure. I think we all know who I'm thinking about. Bear who Brown. may have sparked this sort of movement. No. What? Who is he talking about? No, he's talking about Weave. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, Damn, yeah, exactly. Weave. He who shall not be named gets named on this show. 
Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> we talk about we have every chance we get. Well, no, we Name don't. And you know what? You know what they say about him. Uh, what they say about snakes? Oh, they're more afraid of you than you are of <laughs> them. That seems That's to be the never case been more true. Yeah, it's never been more true. He has never him. directly engaged us. He has only yes, indirectly. Yeah. tried tried to um, get us to kind of lay off him because it was scared him too much. Um, oh, he kicked me out of IRC yeah, well, out I, of I, uh, one of the oh, channels. Really? Yeah, I don't. He what, me. What, oh. Because oh, I was, because no. every time he said something stupid, I would, I would take it to Twitter, <laughs> and oh. just yeah, rewrite it. Oh, so you were, you uh, were in a chat room with him? It, yeah, for a long time. Uh, Jihad used to, you know, he called it a. Uh, he, he says he said later that he regretted his um, hardline commitment to. Uh, I forgot how he said it, open, but basically, for an open speech. chat, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Well, tell me, if you were you were in the chat with him, do you regret hanging out in the chat with? No, with I felt a, like I felt a sense of duty to uh, be there and observe what he was saying. That's why I took it to Twitter every time he said something. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you were you would report on him and stuff, right? Yeah. So and then he would kick me invariably. I think he banned me three times after you know it was really bad. Uh, and what what kind of things would he do in this chat? Just say say some slurs, or yeah, was he plan? Yeah, Did he some... pla- openly plan projects, or well, yeah, he tried to messaging, and, and or... there was some of that. Uh, let's hear. Do let's you think? Somebody do you else... think this is? Hold on. Do you think this? this oh, hello. About... No, hold on. Do oh, I think Jesus. it's about what? I was going to ask you. Do you think that? He's overrated as an influencer in a lot of what's going on. Oh, I think he got really lucky. Like he that he did that good video. They made a video of him when his little AT and T hat or whatever Sprint hat for doing that hack, and like he was able to get that sort of uh, I don't know um, cult of personality rolling while he still had something like a likable personality before you really knew that oh he's a big fucking Nazi as indicated by the the ink he got done on the inside, you know, there's a comment in the chat that says bodega, California seven or bodega. Ka seven says J sweet BHL is in weave to uh, just sweet BHL. Uh, all right, let's bring these dudes back into the conversation. That. Do you know what, uh, that person is referring Word. to is just sweet BHL isn't weave. No. No, they don't know. Hey, we got a we got somebody else on the line. What what's going on, man? Hey, hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you just fine, loud and clear, Angel. Oh, great. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just was curious who actually was calling in before. Who was this previous speaker speaking about Weave? That's Dark Mage uh, from IRC and I'm Twitter. Still on the line, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's still here. Yeah, he's still here with us. I was thinking about this guy has no fucking idea what he's saying, but um, it's Dark Mage, so that's all right. Sup, Dark Mage. Um, so what well, yeah, I was actually in the I was actually in the GNAA uh, since two thousand and five. Um, there's obviously more yeah. people who are more, I guess, better qualified to speak about weave um, than the Dark Mage. Or legendary or troll directly, group. And uh, I have been uh, hanging around with I them since about uh, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. When oh, I was they're having a pissing contest. So. 
It's not like that either. But that's that's my point. If you think you're so much more qualified, then how about you continue to the conversation? Hey, hey, don't take it so personally, Dark Mage. He's just trying to uh, bring some more light into our conversation. I'm looking for that light. But sure, sure. when Dark Major said that we've uh, yeah. actually did that hack, but in reality, you know, when I was there in the chat room when all that went down, um, he didn't do the hack. He discovered how to do it. About... Hey, Dark Mage, let him finish. Dark Mage, you got to let him finish. You said he did the hack. Um, that he, was, you know, he discovered it and shared it, and then other and people exploited it, and then the plane went on weave. So that's, I didn't that's say what anything about that. Just make sure you get your facts straight. <laughs> all right, hold on. You just hold on. Uh, hey, Dark one at Mage. a time. Yeah. One at a time. Please. Dark Mage, if you don't let him talk, we're gonna have to drop you out just so that we can hear what this motherfucker has to say. If he's wrong, then let him be wrong. Go ahead. Hey. I was responding to him though. Sorry. Hey, hey. Go ahead. Hey, I've got some. Uh, I've got some tacos uh, on the way. I just gotta go grab them. They're being delivered. He's got um, some tacos so on the way, dude. You had a fucking point. I defended you. To gave you room to talk, and you're gonna go get a fucking taco. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, that's what Beaver does, because he doesn't actually have a plane, he's just trolling. All right, so this is uh, G&AA uh, at its finest, calling in and uh, completely derailing the show and trolling the show. Uh, maybe Dark Mage was right. Maybe he should have just uh, been talking over him. Hey, so how, what kind of tacos are you getting? He's, he's getting his tacos. He can't talk. He can't I would have really, yeah. really liked to hear what he had to say, but that last... You know, two or three minutes has been nothing but just kind of noise. I have no idea what anybody was yeah. arguing about or saying. Well done, Dark but, Mage. Uh, uh, we've really ruined our our listeners' experience <laughs> here. Uh, well, I don't blame you. I, I think. Well, hold on a uh, second. I think we need to. Kokor uh, has a point because we just had somebody from GNAA call in the original fucking legendary troll group, hey. and you got to talk over him. So no, that's okay. They clearly are arguing some personal uh, beef that I wasn't they've had for years. Enough. What happened between you guys? It's not personal at all. What did he do? Nothing. But Jubert likes to create stuff because he's a fun guy. What? <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't even know who anyway, he is. What he was calling point, to like, say. Just, just, I'll really quickly finish. I just want to say. Uh, Weave was more innocent than uh, Dark Mage made him out to be because Dark Mage implied that he actually did the hack when he sort of, yeah. So Oh, then he, he didn't even really do the, the at and hack? happened at that time, but um, that's why I was calling him because he was sounding like he did uh, know what he was talking about. All right, well, look, anyway, what if you take everything with a grain of salt. And, uh, it, hey, man, it's not that important. Like, we don't believe everything that we hear. Um, it's, it's cool. I... I'm more interested in just the fact that you were listening and uh, what what made you want to call in uh, to the show. I guess just to set the record well, actually, straight, it was. I, I guess I've I've listened to the show a few times before. Like, um, I guess by the way, I'm a I'm Jubert from from Fnet. Oh, hey man, I should probably have said my name uh, first. At the moment, I'm Juped Bird uh, due to the uh, Juped uh, Nick. So, I actually listened to to Hate Tech Radio a few times before. I think I don't know, but I think I discovered it through Stratum. He shared a link, and I was like, you know, so I sort of dig it. I like it. You know, I can get into it. Um, and I guess today, because I saw you, Nick, I'm like, oh, you know, I thought, when when's he going to do a show? And I asked you, and the show was happening right fuck now. And I'm like, hell yeah, man, going to get on that. And usually I'll never call in, but I was just more curious. Uh, to know who was talking because they're talking about Weave, they're talking about all this chat room stuff, like you know, posting Weave's comments on Twitter, 
which is really sort of creepy, like, you know, from IRC. That's what I did. Chat room. I was doing that. That was hate sex. That was me. Not me. I did that. Uh, guys, oh, we're going to let you go, and uh, we're going we're gonna to take another yeah, call. Oh, I, I hung up on. on him. Holy shit. Wait, who do I have? Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to keep, keep. I had a question for the Australian oh, okay. guy. Okay, yeah, he was cool. Hey, Australian guy, call back in and. Um, oh, jeez. If you want, <laughs> well, I, I let him go because we got it. The boards are lighting up, and I wanted to take some more callers. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Juper, we'll uh, he's got a good attitude, and uh, yeah, you can call back in if you want to. Kilgore had a question. Dark Mage, uh, that was cool. We got to hear from Dark Mage too. He had a lot to say, and so he was wrong about a, a couple things. You know, it's not we don't have to derail the show to fucking correct one little thing like autist. You know that Dark Mage said, <sighs> like we're wrong too. You know, call in and fucking correct us. All right, well, you manage the lines how you like, man. Let's uh, let's let's you take a fresh caller. However... <laughs> we're gonna take a fresh caller. We're gonna hear from somebody else here. Yo, uh, what up, Chronicle.su? You're on the air. Who are we talking to? Hey there. Oh, uh, this is uh, an anonymous source. But actually, okay. uh, so you hung, you <clears throat> answered the phone a little bit late, buddy, because I wanted to mention something about Dark Mage while he was acting a fool to embarrass him. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, all right. Uh, let's not do that. Uh, if you have, so, let's not no, let's talk bring him in. a little uh, bit. You can if, say it to his face. Dark jab. Mage is listening. Oh. All right, all right. Tell Dark Mage. Okay. Tell me what? Oh All Jesus! Right. So we still have today, him Dark on. Mage brought it on Twitch. Jesus! Hold on, and let he him go. Streamed for an oh. hour. Oh, okay. No, no, I'll go, wait. go, go. You stream for an hour. All right. So er, he was streaming Doom for an hour on Twitch with a black screen, and all you saw was his webcam up in the corner. And for an hour, people were telling him, "Oh, your layout's messed up, man. We can't see the game." And he just kept playing on his little controller. Yeah, that's completely it. oblivious. All right, uh, the Australian oh, guy. I found that afterwards. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's so, not, I realized what happened. Later. That's all you have to say. Yeah, you really schooled him. You, call, you called in to tell us. <laughs> you really that schooled him. He's not him. very good at streaming. <laughs> he sucks at streaming. Okay. Well, why'd you even bring him back? I mean, why has he got to answer to that? Okay. Well, There's look, he doesn't to have say to. to that. Nobody can hear There's him. Nothing to say to that. Hey, okay, uh, fucking uh, Australian guy <laughs> is back. <laughs> No, Australian oh, guy. Okay. I had a question for him since we're talking Kilgore's about... Kilgore's got a question this guy, for you. This guy seems to be, well, maybe not an expert, but at least uh, uh, familiar. There, there's, there's, um, there seems to be the implication, and there seems to be this kind of, uh, what would you call it, a kind of indication or rumor even that that all a lot of this um, Chan-related um, right-wing activity, you could say QAnon even, um, or the Boogaloo Boys, all kind of emanate from him from as, as if he's like some kind of mastermind of all of this. How much of that kind of uh, impression that people have do you think is accurate? Or, or is it even, even, does it even bear consideration? I think it definitely uh, does expect consideration. Uh, if we think back to maybe the year about 2003, 4, 5, you know, about that time, this was a time on the internet where the word meme wasn't even being used yet, you know, so it was memes existing. So this is a while back. And I think if you remember uh, sort of, I guess, all that sort of Jew, I guess, uh, right-wing cypher stuff, 
anti-Semitism. And I do think that we, um, back then, were sort of um, a main proponent of, I guess, uh, you know, making making these memes and posting this sort of content. And in one way, I think um, it's, yeah, you know, like, he definitely has a part, like, in one, and in, yeah, was it 2005? That's right, yeah, with the GNA, you know, we, we did the, the Jews did WTC. Um, that was pretty fun. Uh, I mean, of course, 9-11 was a tragedy, you know, like rest in peace, those, those people who had to suffer through that. But um, we were trolling, you know, the Jews did W2C and stuff like that. So I think really those uh, pioneers sort of trolls from those days have really shaped uh, the Internet culture as it is today. And because of that, that's sort of probably enabled a bit more of these uh, you know, right wing sort of uh, mentality sort of types to, you know, just, I guess, progress down that path a lot easier. Uh, so, so yeah, I'd say within that circle, and um, we would be known as like a white right-wing, um, I guess, aligned person. Jubert, would you say that that... Uh, who oh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Like that. Oh, sorry. No, you, you go ahead. I was, would, I was do you think, on, rambling on. <laughs> uh, do you think that the, the Jews did WTC kind of trolling from that era... Was that was that actually just tongue in cheek being funny, or did or was there really an authentic th- intention of anti-Semitism in was, that joke? It was a troll, um, I guess, from my perspective at that time. Like, I didn't really have any anti-Semitic sort of uh, intentions. You know, it was just sort of the the troll at the time. You know, um, but well, I think other people at that time, they, you know, they may have they and ran with it. They thought this is how I feel too. Like, we did a lot of cool shit. So, um, from sorry, what you've said, this, um, from, you from can, what you've said, it, you can go it to sounds... the uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'll shut up. Okay, from what you've said, it sounds like you're talking about the past. This is 2004, 2005, and maybe the I, I'm getting the feeling you're he's you're trying to say we've may have a bunch of cred and cool, you know, cool factor for right wing trolls now, but, but he, I kind of get this impression that he might be uh, irrelevant now. And, and it's kind of off the, to the sidelines and, or, and not influencing like he used to. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I guess, uh, not fully, I guess what, I guess the point I was trying to make, it did go on for a little bit. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I've actually haven't smoked any, any weed in a few days. So I'm feeling that <laughs> I'm sure some of the people have been there before, but, uh, yeah, it was more just to mention that he had some influence in, into that culture and sort of, I think he did play a part into making it what it is today and his, uh, relevancy, um, it may have dropped. Like, um, personally, I'm not involved in any of the, you know, those type of circles, but, you know, I do know that, uh, he still have some fans, um, that's more or less fans than say five years ago. I don't know. So, but he's still, he's still kicking around, you know, he's still got some shit going on. Well, it's good to hear you, you've gotten away from these anti-Semitic, uh, kind of creeps, but, uh, uh, thanks for, uh, bearing with me here. I- I'm sorry to interrupt you. And anything, he thinks but, I'm uh, a creep because uh, I'm posting Weave's <laughs> fucking shit to uh, Twitter. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, geez, for God's sake. If it was a public chat room, then fair enough. But um, yeah, I just thought Dark Mage was saying that. So I apologize to you. I didn't say that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Again. 
<laughs> All right, take these guys off. We've had enough of these guys. Okay. We got new. We got more people waiting, right? Love you guys. <laughs> hey, right, it's, yeah. a, it's yeah, been a thanks pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming back. Good chat. Really with appreciate that. it. And yeah. uh, uh, thank you, and thank you, Dark Mage, Ooh. and uh, everybody else. I guess. Um, that, damn, the whole conversation just ended. That's nice. That's a great feeling. You just cut the whole fucking thing off. Well, I mean, that's all I wanted to ask the guy. And uh, we got other people waiting, right? Said the uh, lines was going off. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're gonna we'll throw to a commercial, and uh, and when we come back, we'll we'll probably have some more uh, motherfuckers to talk to here. And uh, you listen to Hate Radio. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated and all the beautiful things that they do to the environment. Trolling, 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 Open your web browser, pretend you're Neil Rauhauser. That's one way to meet Ron Bren. He is a one-man prism, calls tweeting journalism. He does, though it's just a lot of chism. Ron Bren. If your Mercedes is exploding, you can't find Edward Snow. Who are you gonna call, Ron Bren? Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterical, Cumberland, troll them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren. You're a sock, what a cock, call the dog, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron Bren. Brett Kimberlin is plotting another case of swatting. Who's he gonna call, Ron Bren? He'll tweet your misdemeanor You'll look like Tony Wiener Trying to humor, humor Aberdeen Smearing, smearing, smearing All the way to Barrett's hearing All ever thought of disappearing Ron Bren Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterico, Kimberlin Show them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren you're a sock, what a crock, call it talk, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron Brim. Block you, blocked, block, block you, blocked, blocked, blocked you, blocked, blocked, Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterico, Kimberlin, troll them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren. You're a sock, what a cock, call the dog, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron You mentioned me on Twitter, so thank you for your kind words. I'm urging you to call me. Let's figure out together how to end this thing. Call me before it's talking to you. The following propaganda is brought to you by Chronicle.su. Are you tired of libtards telling you what to do, where to go, what to wear? When you're shopping for the shit that you squirted out of your dick, guess what? It's over. You don't have to do that anymore. 
Now we're crowded up together, eating on the street like animals as the traffic goes whizzing by. The virus done quit. Face-to-face conversations with our neighbors. The virus done give out. Now all that's left is us men folk. I reckon we can sit around and play a game of cards. You stay out here with the women folk and let the men go out and work. Pedophile Barack Obama left this virus here to hurt our president. Bunch of hippies helped him invent it. Blamed it on Wuhan. You're listening right here to Dick and watch every horizon. All right. Listening to Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec. Uh, we got Wild Bill Kilgore on the show. And uh, what the fuck, man? That was. Uh, we got to like. Uh, we got to talk to GNAA. We got to talk to Dark Mage from IRC. Uh, not Dan has entered the chat. And uh, it's just me and Wild Bill Kilgore here shooting the shit. Um, how how are we handling this comedy climate? Aren't you glad that MAGA Face never called in? Magaface did call in. Oh, was he? No, he called in you last remember year. When, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. He was. He was threatening to call in again this evening. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was going to call. Hey, what do you think happened to that girl that uh, that Magaface had on the line? Whatever. No, I checked in on her. I think she gave up Q. She was probably so humiliated by the experience of being tricked that she uh, believed that she was talking to this uh, Nick Sandeman character. I don't think she ever recognized it. Um, <laughs> she she really thought it was Nick all along. No, it was no. Nick. It was it was uh, MAGA face. He got up in the face of that Indian, and then he came on our show. And uh, now he works for Mitch McConnell. <laughs> um, it It doesn't seem very hard to get a job in politics, does it? How do you think uh, Cassandra Fairbanks is is faring with her uh, current Twitter ban? You know, she's suspended from Twitter? Finally. I reported the shit out of her. Hopefully <laughs> that that's what did it. Um, well, she had been retweeting uh, calls for violence and stuff like yeah. that. It was, really, it was really gone too far. Well, there's a lot of that going on. You want to take a caller? Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? This is Chronicle.su. Hey, this is Neil Rawhauser. <laughs> Neil, from the song? Hey, it's going good. Can you guys hear me? We hear you loud and clear, Neil. Hi, okay, Neil. I'm, uh, a, this is a Google call thing. I don't do this very often, so I was, I was confused. Yeah, I was hearing you guys twice. You are like a um, some kind of myth. Or a legend, and we never. You're like never, a, uh, a ghost that if people say your name three times, it's a word, you know, you call into the show. Yeah, and if you play, say it four times, you have to play the Ron Bren song on your Twitter feed for like six weeks to get rid of them. Uh, now, what oh, is it about man. that yeah. song that, that brings you out? Yeah, actually, it was literally the song was playing, and someone uh, texted me and said, hey, get on here. And, and I caught just the end of it, but. That's good. That's good. Now, the last time uh, Neil Rauhauser and I shared radio space was uh, Glenn Type Guy uh, hosted a show uh, for our dearly departed friend, uh, Jamie Cochran, and uh, you called in. Yeah. I was on the line. 
and um, you described in graphic detail your uh, the way you would jerk off to the sound of her voice. Is that right? No, actually, I uh, uh, <laughs> admitted on the air to a uh, phone sex session with her once upon a time. That's not how and, I remember uh, there it. Were demands for uh, audio recording, which uh, do not exist, and so it's uh, it's one of those neo apocrypha things. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Well, that's what you said happened. So, what's uh, wh- how you handle in the pandemic? Are you afraid of everybody because you're like a frail old man? Well, I am a frail He's... old man, and I basically was kind of in the habit of not going outside. So, uh, yeah, it's really been kind of a non-event for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear I mean, that. Yeah, you know. Are people wearing masks I mean, I over to... there? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I guess the everyone's got the wearing masks. Up on various places, my fancy wraparound mask, and with the wildfires that we get here, uh, it uh, that was something I already owned. So, so, so Neil, a lot of people have very elaborate um, theories and ideas about about what you're up to on the internet, and I, what I remember is there was some kind of some kind of beanbag dogs or something. And that's mm-hmm. the first I ever heard of you. And what then is, what is that? And the, next, dogs? and the next thing I know you're um, at the heart of some kind of military uh, conspiracy to destroy uh bear Brown or, you know, I, I really can't say, but uh, what do you think the wildest theory someone's ever, you know, that someone's ever had about you? Well, <clears throat> It's actually progressed. You know, this is like the what oh, you're thinking of the, yeah. the bean dogs back in 2010, and and things have progressed to the point where this is such an enterprise that uh, the number I'm calling you on is actually the official customer service number for for crazy people who get angry with me, and that's seven zero six four seven troll. And um, actual number, uh, it's probably better to text. I don't do a lot of calls on it. And, um, yeah, but the, the craziest thing, uh, back in 2012, um, there was a grand jury in Texas, the one that was after Barrett Brown, and they were pursuing me because of contact with a jihadi group and because I had a computer system that was being used to rig the election. And um, the basis of the investigation, I had written this joking post. I got a, an old rack mount uh, computational fluid dynamics supercomputer, which is like, it was like six dual processor machines in a rack. And I, I wrote this funny little post. You know, I took a couple of pictures and said, this is the computational troll dynamics supercomputer. And, um, and then there was uh, the, the jihadi group was Ansar al-Haram. And if uh, you know anything at all about the language, Ansar is, is supporters of, and Haram is forbidden. So basically supporters of the unclean. So it's obviously, you know, for anyone who works in the field, it's obviously a gag. And uh, some total activities were that they, uh, they put in a request to Sheikh Muad Keep in Abu Dhabi, and they wanted permission to use uh, witchcraft against the infidel woman, Michelle Bachman. So witchcraft is forbidden, shake, muad keep, mud kip. I mean, it was just a joke from end to end, and they they took it seriously and made a case out of it. 
And it's got a lot of uh, features of Q Anonymous when I, you know, as you describe it, it's like this silly joke that has come (laughs) to fruition. I have never heard Q um, kind of expressed as a joke until, you know, it hits the Daily Show, until it hits, uh, what was that, whatever we played earlier. Billy Maher. Yeah, yeah. And this sounds like uh, clearly a a joke. Why do you think they came after you? Did they, did maybe... They take something someone wrote about you too serious, or how how do you think that, no, that it came to it, that? It, I mean, I like to to kid around and play, but everybody on the internet immediately tries to make it serious business if it's anything to do with me. So that's kind of fucked. And um, Neil, you come the from the era of life ruination tactics that comes up a lot in uh, those old school like 2010 kind of attacks. It was all about life yeah. ruination in a keystroke. That's why people would, uh, the Wrecking Crew would post your nudes. Just life ruination. Mm-hmm. And all that ever accomplished was I ended up getting some dates out of it because the pictures of me that are out there are from my mid-30s. I was like really buff then compared to the sluggish dad bod that I present now. Life ruination was, was what it was all about. And yeah, now, uh, th- but, that doesn't seem I to mean, be the case anymore. People aren't trying to like ruin each other uh, to that degree. Oh no, it's it's not so much the the smearing. It's it's gotten actually hazardous. So so that's kind of unfunny. You know, we have all of this. <laughs> does it actually uh, and bleed over into Antifa like and, where hmm? it, it can lead to uh, physical violence? Oh yeah. yeah, that's what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, so um, Neil, uh, you seem tell tell us a little more about you, you. To me, you sound like kind of a just a computer guy who's somehow gotten drawn into this uh, cra- a crazy political trolling kind of scene. Uh, you know, tell tell us how how that all how it all came you to know, from 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 the start. From your starting computers to today, how how did how did I mean, it progress I'm, to this? I, I'm an old Gen Xer, so my first experience was Apple IIs in junior high, right. and yeah. um, and I've always just been the guy that you know knew how things fit together and and got into stuff, and I it never really was much of a problem. Until in, in 2010, I, I built Progressive Congress News, which at its peak had about a quarter of all congressional staffers using it for daily policy intel. And I worked for the uh, co-chair of the House Progressive Caucus, Raul Grijalva, in that cycle. And, and he won against a very well-funded Tea Party candidate. And that was kind of what set it off. Oh. That, was, that was what got me the initial attention. And Breitbart came after me personally. And um, and things just kind of spiraled up from there. Well, what oh, did uh, Breitbart? Interesting. What, what did Breitbart try to do to you? Um, they just you know they picked up on some smears that were coming from this knucklehead in Alabama named Greg Howard. There's an excellent song about him out there too. Hmm. There's a, a, a YouTube <laughs> guy, a Pumpy Venus. And he's got a song, or a, it's a video about the Wrecking Crew. And it's like seven minutes long, and it's 
it's actually good. It's it's uh, before the Ron Brun song, there was that. It's funny. Well, look, you know, you sound like you're fine. All this harassment campaigns, all this stuff against you has kind of rolled right off your back. Has anything ever really got to you, really scared you, really kind of shaken you to your core, so to speak? You know, it's given the history I have, I just, I, I didn't set out to be in the position I'm in, but I'm kind of adapted for it. And, um, it just, it, uh, you know, no, I mean, I know guys, for instance, the Ron Brin song, Ron Brin is a guy who has been, uh, you know, totally, uh, ruined and fucked with to a point where, you know, who he was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's not the same guy. No, right? he was already fucked when this started. Oh, well, he maybe had, so, but he's, he, it, you know, he was been at Ross had, story and, right. and he kind of lost his mind. And, um, basically he's a kind of an unstable phone screamer sort of character part of the time. And, um, and I really didn't want anything to do with him. I, I talked to him about the, the Anthony Weiner thing back in 2011. And he literally, he yelled at me on the phone for like 90 seconds. And I was like, Ron, you just, you call me back when, when you're feeling a little better. Well, no, and, and that was basically it. A lot of those hothead type of guys are perfectly functional. They, they run big businesses. They run, apparently one of them runs our nation now. But something seems to have happened to him where he, as a man, he's, he seems broken compared to his, his days you know, as was, a big man at raw story. A, or is that just me misreading that was prior it? to prior to 2011 in 2010, something changed for him. And, and he ended up in a lawsuit with, with raw story and became unemployable. And so he was, um, and that was Whatever's before all the him, trolling. It's, it's been and, that way and for a long time. Okay. Okay. He so was that, a broken that, man. Like when that, he came on the, scene. the internet. Yeah. The internet didn't ruin him. He came to the <laughs> internet because of uh, some trauma in his life. He had nowhere else to go. He needed an okay. audience. Well, and, and I finally got tired of it. So a, a big slice of ruin in his life is for me. I spent the first probably six or eight months, you know, this person is not well, you know, and, and I don't want to interact with them. And finally, he was such a pain in the ass. I met the raw story guys at a convention and, um, and just, you know, had probably like 20 minutes to talk to Mike and to, uh, what's her name? Roxy. And, oh, I um, I forget the names. Now. It's been a long time, but, uh, you know, I could just tell, you know, personality wise, I, I spent a little time talking with them. Didn't even know who he was at the time. Somebody maybe, told me to I forget the order. Maybe maybe I met them after I knew him, but but I knew enough to guess how he'd ended up in a lawsuit based on the personalities. And I finally got sick mm-hmm. of it. And I spent seventy two hours goading him, and he went berserk on them in email and online. And they filed suit against him and got a half million dollar default judgment against and, this um, broken man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Which Jeez How's he supposed to come up with that? To shut up. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now, you know, I mean, and, and I stopped goading him. And since I'm the one that has the secret sauce, I know which buttons to push. That's like nobody else, you know, 
knows the particulars. But um, yeah, so I just, you know, he's kind of become a feature of, of the internet. I mean, he's had what the Baldwin brothers have sent him the butthurt report for him and Wendy's has, has called him out. I mean, it's, you know, Wendy's like the, the fast food chain. Wendy's probably one good example, Neil, of why people say that uh, once you get Neil stuck on your shoes, like you can't get rid of him. You walk around and it always smells like Rauhauser. Why is it? Why do you have this reputation for clinging to your enemies? People warned me not to fuck with you. And I, I just, I never knew who you were, so I wasn't going to bother anyway, but, what, what, where does this reputation well, you know, come from? I'm just, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, 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 I don't really hate anyone. And Do you I have don't really some kind of sociopathic compulsion to <laughs> track people down and like destroy their lives, or what? Where does it no, come from? No, a lot of that is it. I, I became a thing on the internet. Like, like the, you know, the people who get their picture and, you know, like the success kid and 10 years later, he's a meme and he uses it to fundraise for his dad's kidney replacement surgery. It's, it's kind of like that. And I just, I'm in a position where just temperamentally, I've kind of rolled with it after, you know, a year or two of resisting. I said, okay, this is what life is going to be. And I got on with it. Well, tell me, that's an interesting point. Tell me about that year or two where you didn't want to be uh Neil Rauhaus or like, as everyone looks, you know, you know, the celebrity, oh, that's, right. This, Tell is, me year, about this that. is year 10 of me not wanting to be Neil Rauhaus or I Google oh, that okay. guy and like, I look at the results. I'm like, who's this fucking asshole? Because I don't know him. I don't, I don't know, you know, the, the, the person that's listed there, but um, no, the first couple of years, it was like, I mean, it started on September 11th of 2010 and it was greg howard and they had this like circle jerk podcast with sharon maroney who's like the the crazy lady in illinois who uh who does all the lawsuits about uh, barack obama being born in kenya i mean it was just the biggest collection of yeah yeah and um and i have that audio if anybody would like to inspect that particular piece of history and it's as, and, as and bad that, as you might imagine. So these and um, these guys sound like they are really the ones who are at the heart, the throbbing heart of all this kind of fascist surge. You know this this hate going on in America today, more so than we talked about earlier. Weave seems like he's not even that big a, a deal. Got a and, lot of hate but, in his heart but, nowadays, but, though. But this guy you're talking about, he sounds. Uh, mm. He no, sounds he like was, a bigger um, deal. Is that, is that true? He, he, was, he was in the public eye. And uh, like a lot of these activist groups, someone else decided to, to put them to work. Somebody else got behind them and was pushing information. And I've never, never bothered to figure out who it was. And, um, you know, and that's another person that's kind of been ruined by the Internet. And... Um, yeah, you know, and I just, I didn't have the wisdom to just cut it off cold. And I, uh, and now I'm at a point where, you know, that's, they, 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 you know, I get that kind of approach these days. I give them a pat on the head and tell them to go back and, you know, grow a little bit and then come back and see me. But, uh, at the time it was really distressing. And, um, 
and I ended up, I had to bow out of uh, anything to do with progressive Congress news. I mean, it basically derailed my career for a couple of years and um, packed up and I moved to DC and then Occupy started. And that really, you know, I was, I was in DC, I was dating someone in New York. And so I was back and forth on the train and I got to go to both Occupies. And, um, and then that, that cock smoking bastard, Andrew Breitbart had the bad graces to drop dead in the middle of a fight with me. And that just really, that, that turned the amp up to, to 11. He was fighting everyone I mean, in his final days. Uh, he was fighting on the street. He was fighting people on the internet. He was fighting them in his uh, career. How about that video no, he, of him uh, screaming he, he, the, the few nights before he died? Or maybe it was that very night. Mm-hmm. He was yelling at Behave Neil. He yourselves. was saying to stop raping yeah, Behave yourselves. Uh-huh. I remember that. That man, had, it, and, it was a heart problem that did him in, right? Or do you know yeah. more? <laughs> um, no, you know, he was, he was in this bar in Brentwood, and he was being an asshole to me on the internet. And the last thing that happened is, you know, he's finishing up and he said something to me. And I said, at long last, sir, have you no decency block? And that's a, that's a line from the McCarthy hearings back in the fifties. And that was, and I went off and did something else. And the next morning, my phone's blowing up. It's like text message, you know, and that happens. And then it's like another and another and another. I'm like, what the hell? I finally pick it up. And um, it's like Breitbart died. I'm like, right. And I scroll a little bit. Breitbart died. I'm like, nah. And finally, I had to get on Twitter and look, and and that was that. So yeah, so he he literally, you know, his last words were to me, and and then he popped. Well, Neil, uh, you really set the record straight. You called in, and uh, you really filled us in on the Rod Bryn. Uh, you know, well, we summoned you. Wheels within wheels there with Ron. Well, tell us, you've heard about Bear Brown's gone into um, uh, rehab. He was in the song. Can can you believe believe that? He he was in the song and now he's in rehab. We got to go through the song, yeah. But um, uh, do you think we've heard the last of him or will he come back clean and and singing the praises of of, uh, clean living? Would you... Well, or I could, the I end could of sing him. the praises of clean living and, uh, you know, have uh, well, several decades Barrett. of practice doing so. Well, and, sure, uh, but what you do know, you think about know. Barrett? It's, it's, hmm? it's, it's hard to be, to have a public face, to be, you know, I mean, Barrett is a minor celebrity, no matter what. And to have that, there are, it's like, you know, someone in Hollywood. And, and the culture's changed a little bit, but there's always this pressure, you know, if they do anything the least bit odd or, or, or you know, interesting, it's like, oh, is he back on the sauce? And, uh, you know, so it's, it's tough. It's tough because it's not just you dealing with, you know, stupid shit that you did in the past when you were loaded. It's the, the constant goad of, of people reminding you. I would say that would be tough, but no, I haven't... Uh, I, I talked a little bit with Barrett back like 2009 through 2011. And in 2011, I basically told him he was going to get locked up, the stuff he was doing, because he wasn't cautious enough and he was way too public. And then I finally trolled him a little bit 
And, and that still, it still didn't sink in that he was going to get in trouble. And um, yeah. And, and, and he did. And there was a bunch of, I mean, it, his behavior was so high profile uh, that there was memes about him having a, you know, putting a horse in his arm in New York and, Oh, Barrett, what'd you do in New York? I put horse in my arm. Funny meme that was going kicking around in 2011 and that was my introduction to Barrett Brown uh wasn't no, long after that I was talking well, to him on the I phone. Well, I mean he's you know he's he's live streaming from the bathtub with a big glass of wine and <laughs> you know which is funny and uh, right. but then he's his raid, to be... his raid was epic yeah. you know like Breitbart stuff I mean people are still looking at that video and it's been what 8 years just like mm-hmm. the video of Breitbart's death he, Bear I, Brown. There isn't any video of his death. I uh, uh, I have a video, not that I know of. <laughs> really, I've heard him liken to a. Uh, I've heard Bear Brown liken to a uh, the present day uh, Hunter S. Thompson or. Uh, uh, he would some, like that. Yeah, some, Barrett some would kind, love no, that yeah, comparison. Dude, you hear that comparison because Barrett I, I, set I it up for my, you to hear that fucking no, comparison. No, no, no. I think who said it? I forget who said it, but it was. It anyway, was, it was um, so somebody said that it may have even been Assange himself, but it, it was that before they before they Vice, fell out. Vice said but, it about him. Hold on, I haven't even fucking gotten to it. But he's clearly a guy who's not um uh in control of the drugs, right? He's not a guy who is um able to write better because of them or or able to see things other people see because he's messed up, right? He's not your uh, well, classic romantic you know, poet like R- Rambo. He is a he's it's they seem to always be in his way. His writing get, is often incredibly incoherent and just running on and on to and taking <clears throat> pa- paths, um, you know that. <clears throat> That that don't make sense. That don't don't really follow. A lot His of, writing was a lot yeah. clearer when he was in prison. That's 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 true. You could see that the drugs were getting in the way of of his writing. So I think well, maybe as much as I would say, oh, uh, Hunter S. Thompson was a great writer because he was messed up. I I don't think that applies to Barrett for some reason. You know, I I've always found. Barrett's writing, you know, whenever I've taken the time to read something he's done, he has a distinct voice and, you know, and it's entertaining, you know, so I, I, you know, he, he's obviously a talent in that area. And as to what, what the effects are, I don't know him well enough to, to even have an opinion. I mean, you know, I, from the activism perspective, I've seen, you know, that, uh, that it it led to trouble for him, but from the writing perspective, you know, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it that way. So, well, hey, we should uh, yeah. we should let Neil get on his way. We the show is already running That's so true. long. Okay, okay. Well, it's been great talking to you, Neil. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, and just if if I can, you know, one final plug: seven zero six four seven troll. That's a real number. You guys can can. It's right here you know, up on the screen. That's who called tonight. There you go. And uh, yeah, so I'm out here, and uh, you know, drop me a text. Maybe I'll respond. Neil is uh, suffering from the 
loneliness of lockdown and quarantine, and he he wants <laughs> to be trolled at his cell phone. His personal device is on there his hip go. right now. You can uh, hit him up at 706-47-TROLL. What's next? Getting a call from uh, Sue Basco. Oh, my God. Is, are you expecting a call from <laughs> Sue after this? No, I mean us. No, yeah, he's not answering. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, what's next? Who's who's going to call in next? Oh, Basco. What is the uh, next fucking name? The ghost of uh, the ghost of Breitbart to get his uh, final say. Who knows? Somebody in the chat said everyone uh, likes to brag that they were the ones to give Breitbart his heart attack. That's well, funny. I think um, is that true that Neil had the last tweet from him? We he may have the best claim there. if that's true. Somebody clarified uh, on Twitter that Je suis BHL. Um, they were saying that like BHL isn't weave. Like that was some kind of uh, point of contingency in the argument. I, I didn't see I his know. name come up tonight. Um, so that's strange. Are right, we gonna take one uh, one? Short call. Very short, short call. call. Caller, short. Uh, suck us off and get off the air. Yo, I just want to say if we, you should find out uh, Weave's opinion on Dark Mage, and then that's all you need to do to know that Dark Mage is bullshit. Peace out. Oh, it's this DNA guy again. Oh. <laughs> it's this F- motherfucker. This guy again. They're still fighting. They're still fighting. He just can't guy. help himself. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Okay, we'll we'll make sure we'll get to. Uh... <laughs> uh, people want to know where's the after party? Hey, this is the after party. You're listening to Radio Hate on uh, Chronicle. It's three a.m. You want an after party? Yeah, okay. holy shit, Kilgore! What a show! Thanks, man. I've been, you know, usually I I think our callers are not worth our time, but with a little bit of muting and, and control, we can. <laughs> yes. We can have a nice conversation. Oh, uh, what a fun fucking show! And uh, what a good show! And uh, I'm able to do this show with uh, my best friend Kilgore, fucking crushing it on Hate Radio. You guys, uh, you guys should be doing the same. You know, quit sucking our dicks and and get out there and uh, create something for yourselves. And uh, just you let me and Kilgore do this by our lonesome. We don't fucking need you. You need us. Uh, you're listening to Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sec. This has been Kilgore. And uh, Kilgore, tell them, tell them all good night. Uh, yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah, go <laughs> fuck yourselves. This is Hate Radio. Oh, listen to him calling. They just yeah. can't fucking. Yeah, hang up on him. Long. Yeah, man. Radio Hate. Chronicle.su. Oh, <laughs>